0: Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your no
1: BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is networking events. And in this episode, you'll learn the mistakes vendors make when attending a networker and how to avoid making them and look like a pro. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. The Wedding Sassholes, episode 15.
0: Whoop, whoop. Okay. We are continuing on this month with networking events, which, if you haven't figured out by now, Vanessa and I attend a lot and we love them and we enjoy yes. them. And so, when we talked about topics for the month, we it was easy to brainstorm all the ways people fuck up. <laughs>
1: Well we we don't only attend them, but I mean sometimes you host them, you know, we sponsor sure. them. Like it's all so we know the networkers in and out. So it's easy to see the mistakes and how to avoid them. Cause I mean, we've made some, but we see a lot of them too. So
0: yes. So in no particular order, we made a list of our top five to top fifteen uh networking mistakes and what you can do to fix
1: them. So let's get started. Let's dive into it. So I would say one of the top ones is waiting. As a new business, if you're waiting until you are ready, quote, quote, to start networking or start putting yourself out there, I think you're waiting too long. Um, And only talking to people that are your seniority, so people that have been in business longer than you, I think is also a mistake. I would say if you can get in touch with the new people, people that are the up and coming, the bright shining stars that are coming in, the new blood, I think those are also good people to find and network with. But I yes. think waiting until, I think waiting till long, too long is a is a big mistake.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes businesses, new businesses are getting started. They're like waiting till they have their website ready or their Instagram has enough posts on it, or they're waiting until the point where they're ready to book business. And networking is about building relationships. So it's okay to start building the relationships as you're getting started. And I agree. I agree, especially when those new people do come, they tend to only go after the big dogs in the room, which they're actually not ready for. (laughs) Those are the people you are not ready for.
1: But I think also don't wait until everybody knows who you are or feel like, well, I'm still still really new, so I don't want to go because I don't know anybody. That's the perfect opportunity to get to know people.
0: Absolutely. Okay, next up, this is a big one, because I think that number two is net thinking that you can't network if you are an introvert. If you don't know this by now and you haven't listened at all, I'm the extrovert, Vanessa's the introvert, we are two opposite ends of that spectrum, and... So many times people will say, oh, I can't go to networking events. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. And I feel like that's just a shitty excuse to have to make. So mm-hmm. Vanessa, wow. well, how do you, as an introvert, like what are some of the ways that you combat that?
1: A couple of ways that you can do it. And some of these are woo-woo. which is what Shannon calls some of my ideas. <laughs> I, have, well, let's go. I have introvert juice. <laughs> it's called alcohol my, motherfuckers it's, it's called, called alcohol. alcohol my introvert juice is called alcohol <laughs> um, i don't get hammered but like if i have a drink or two i'm i'm more social i i loosen up my anxiety goes down i'm i'm better to to hang out with um, so we call it introvert juice but i'd also say that if you have a friend in the industry or even just a, a good friend that knows your business really well and has seen you grow it and can talk for you, bring that person along with you to an event. You're more comfortable if you have someone with you that's on your team to help talk to strangers um, and to get yourself out there, you'll be more comfortable. So I would say- buddy up with somebody. It doesn't have to be somebody in the industry, but somebody who knows something about your business that makes you feel comfortable. And I have introvert juice, but not everybody drinks (laughs) alcohol.
0: Yeah. But I do think, right, that even I am an extrovert. And when I first started going to networking events, it was a little bit overwhelming. Like it was still a lot. And so it's intimidating. It is intimidating. So even then I, we definitely believed in the buddy system where I always brought a friend with me and we kind of networked and worked the
1: room together yeah all right what's up number three number three making real relationships so oh this could be a whole fucking sound off this could be an entire sound off. we'll touch it we'll touch on it don't just walk up to people with your business card or introduce yourself and tell them what you do and then expect them to start referring you and to walk away like that's it's noxiously rude but it's not going to happen and it doesn't it's not going to happen and they don't know you Right. So a big component of what I tell people all the time is to build actual relationships, actual frienders. So one of the top things that I would tell you to do is find some common ground to speak to start a conversation on. So find something that you have in common. It might be dog, it might be a love of dogs. It might be that you're outdoors people. It might be that you really like bubbly drinks and maybe you'll catch a cocktail hour one day together. I mean, just find something. Or something to compliment them on, like their fashion style. But don't just, you know, spew all your business information <laughs> and then be like, okay, that was great. They're going to refer me all kinds of business. That's yeah. not how that shit works. <laughs> so build actual relationships. And that's where you'll, you'll start to get the referrals.
0: Yeah. It's not just about the one and done. You showed up this one thing and you got a business card in your hand. It's no one no. prefers people or build, that doesn't build trust.
1: No, I don't industry. know you. Nope. Mm-mm. No, that's okay. another
0: one? Number four, showing up to a networking event with no preparation. I know we're all busy. I know we have a lot going on. I get all of those things, but... If you have never been to that event yet, that group, um, you know, find someone who else has been there. Find, know who you're walking into, who the normal attendees are. I remember once I went to a BNI group and I had never been to BNI before, which is not like wedding and event industry networking. It's very like referral based local small business. But I asked someone else, tell me more about BNI. And I was so glad I did because in those meetings, you have to stand up and give a 30-second elevator pitch. And they don't fuck around. It's 30 seconds and you go. And so if I hadn't asked... so. You should have your elevator pitch ready. You should know who you are, what you do, be clear, concise, direct. Like I'm Shannon Tarrant, you know, the co-founder of Wedding Venue Map. We're a local online imprint directory connecting newly engaged couples to vendors and venues in Central Florida. Boom. One sentence that you can be really clear who you are, what your differentiators are. And if you can, Facebook doesn't make it easy anymore, but, you know, look to see or ask around to see who else is attending. An easy thing to do is to kind of just post on your own social media saying, hey, I'm going to this, who else is coming? Some mm-hmm. of those people who follow you might comment or DM you or whatever. And then you can kind of do a little bit of pre-research like Vanessa said, learning a little bit about them to make real relationships. So I think if you have purchased a ticket or you're going to a free event and you block the time in your calendar, just spend that extra like, 15 to 30 minutes doing a little bit of prep.
1: Yeah. I mean, even like a little bit of prep of if you're friends with someone on social and you see that they just had a baby, keep that as like a mental note so that when you see them, you know, you can ask them about something like that. It's actually showing that you're, you're keeping up with them, but it's also something personal to just touch on. So number five is going to an event once and then never going again. It's not a one and done thing. You no. can't go to one event and say, well, that didn't work. Nobody referred oh, me. Yeah. But we hear that all the time, right? All like, the time. All, all the, time. the time. Well, you asked people one time like, three yeah.
0: years ago before COVID. <laughs> like that's my favorite. Yeah. Well, I went a few years ago and I'm like, that was before a fucking pandemic. Like, but you I'm also went one different. time.
1: Yeah. Right. You went one time. You can't do that. It's not a one and done. If at first you don't succeed, try try again. So even if it's an association or a chamber of commerce or a business group, whatever it may be. If you go to one meeting and you don't get the warm and fuzzies, try at least one more. Don't just go there. It might just be an off day. It might just be an off crowd, but you can't just throw your, your, your name in the hat and then expect it to, to stick with everybody the first time. You have to go a couple of times. What's that? um, The familiarity, like, People need to see you out and about. Yeah, of course. And and you be familiar with them before they get comfortable and actually like take you into their friend group. They can't just see you one time and oh, we're best friends. No, that's not how that works.
0: Because maybe they like met you and then they went and checked out your Instagram later and or checked out your social or went and looked at your website and are like, oh damn. And then they forget to connect with you and then you never showed up again, but they wanted to. It's dumb. You're missing an opportunity. And on that note, still same number. But you can't just go like I'm not saying you have to go every single month, but you can't make an appearance once a year and think that that's going to have an impact. We do, we, Vanessa and I have a friend in the industry. We're not calling her out and I don't think she listens to this podcast, but she gets really mad because she pops out to a networking event once a year and is like, she gets so pissed afterwards because people say to her, oh, I didn't know you were still in business. And she Mm -hmm. gets so mad because we all post on social. I get it. You think you're doing all the things, but we're all fucking busy. So I don't have time to sit and scroll wedding vendor social media like I have time to post engage a little and get off so
1: I feel like it's also kind of and maybe this is just me I feel like it's also kind of like a vetting process that for new vendors when they come to events you're gonna come back if we we see you a few times then we know that you're in it if we only see you once and then never again yes exactly I think so I think it's also part of like a, a vetting process almost for people that have been there a little longer they're like it's nice to meet you, but we'll see if you come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one for the newbies. We do judge. The oldies, the we noobs. judge. The <laughs> noobs The noobs need to know that if you're a noob networker, even if you're a well-established business, but a noob networker, you show up once, we're like, all right, good impression, but will they return? Uh-huh. Um, all right, number six. This is a big no-no. So getting a ticket, especially when it's a purchase ticket, and then not showing up when you mm-hmm. have bought a ticket. Now, We all know shit happens. Things pop up, stuff happens. Like I get it, life happens. You know, best practices, email the organizer, let them know in advance. Even if it's same day, three hours before the event, I'm so sorry, a meeting popped up, blah, blah, blah. Money first, I get it, it happens. But when you do it over and over and over again, and we, Vanessa sits on the board of our local wedding association that I used to be on the board for. I own a membership group that we more or less have a monthly networking event. I know who blows it off every month after getting a ticket. And mm-hmm. you start when you tell me, Well, I'm, my business is struggling. I'm like, Yeah, show the fuck up. Show up. Yeah. Like, Stop you look like a flake. And then people start to look at your business because a lot of our local associations like NACE and things like that, they'll send out an email in advance saying who you'll get to meet today. So then I can yeah. scope through the list and get excited to see who I'm going to meet. And then they don't show up and I'm like, Oh, damn, you look, it doesn't look good. And then well, why would people want to send you business?
1: Yeah. And one of the downsides to that is everybody sees that list and not every association sends out this list, mm-hmm. but when the, you, when you're a part of an association that does send out the listing, who so you'll see today and they send out the contact information and then you don't show. It looks really bad. It looks really bad. Everybody, everybody knows that you didn't show because your name was on the RCP list. And then I start to think, are you going to not show it for a wedding? If I'm mm-hmm. going to refer
0: you to a client, do you no show to that also? And I know it's just a networking event, but every little one of these is like a
1: little tick of an impression. Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing, number seven, is talking too much and never asking a question or listening. Oh, I hate these people. <laughs> Vanessa hates these people. It's so I'm bad. I'm sorry. But, okay, side, side note. We went to um, an event, Shannon and I, and these ladies, anytime I went to open my mouth and say something, they cut me off. So eventually I just stood there With my mouth closed and my RBF on and just looked at Shannon like, I don't even know why I'm here. If they just keep cutting me off, this is great. Like, do you want to do business together or... And I literally kept on being like, Vanessa, what do you think? I tried so hard. I tried. It's just, it's very rude. It's very rude. It's not how I was raised. So I'm sorry. If y'all don't know, I grew up in in Florida. My mother is very Southern. Like, it's just not, it's not how I was raised. So I think it's very rude. But also if you don't let the other person talk, how do you expect to build a relationship? Right. Absolutely.
0: And it is, it's asking, you know, Yes, share about what you do. But honestly, when you're the person who asks really good questions, that is a differentiator. Mm -hmm. Because people will remember like, oh, damn, not just how's business. We'll get to that in a second. But like, and then actual listening to the answer, not doing the scroll scan across the room to see who else is there, like actually having a one-on-one conversation.
1: Well, and asking those questions that actually, if you're going to ask about the business, ask things that are actually education, not just... How is business? Actually try to better understand what they provide as services and yeah. what their job is so that you can help them if if you can, you can help them. But also when you're talking to clients about that person, it's it's a better understanding of what they include. So that's another deeper level kind of thing. Instead of just business, you could actually try to understand their process better. Yeah,
0: who's your ideal client? What venues do you like to work at? Who are you trying to connect with to help grow this year? Just more specific.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Number eight. What's number eight, Shani? Number eight is, this comes from the oldie in the
0: industry, and I've been networking a long time, but I can appreciate the fact how many people under the age of 30 think that business cards are not good for the environment and a waste of paper and a waste of time. I understand that, but... You need to have a motherfucking business card. I don't care Mm -hmm. who you are. I don't care what you do. I'm literally sitting here right now and there is a stack of business cards on the desk in front of me. And you think it's a waste of paper, right? You have these stack of cards, but when I'm like, oh God, what was that lady's name? What was the info? And I do file them at some point into a binder by vendor category, but what was their info? I can just flip through the stack and find it or flip through my database and find it. So please don't show up with no business cards or business cards that don't actually have your name, your phone number, your email address, your website. Like you have to come prepped and prepared to meet people, and the easiest thing I always tell everybody is hide them everywhere. Buy a box of a thousand of them. They are in my car, John's car, my networking bag. My pr- there's like four emergency cards in the back of my purse. There, I have business cards every single place. I mean, you find a stack of thirty all over my house. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: They're in my wallet. They're in the pocket of my purses. All of my purses. Yep. Because I bring specific ones to networking events. That's a different day, different story. But My networking purses, there's a stack in each pocket of those Mm -hmm. purses. Yep. There's some in my wallet at all times. I forgot who told me, I think it was one of my dad's investor, investor friends, like they do investment properties and such. Long, long time ago, he said a good business person always has a business card on them. Yep. And I think we said that that from the beginning,
0: like with that, we do live in a world of we do live in a digital world. And I can appreciate it when people say, oh, just follow me on Instagram. You're lost forever into the 2000 people I follow, number one. But Mm -hmm. we we can live in a digital world. And there are some really great resources out there. Like I carry a popple in my wallet. It is a hard like black with I've ordered the bougie one with my logo on it. And it's a digital business card. So that is my like worst case scenario, that I can actually share my full contact card, not follow me on Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can get a digital business card, they have ones that are a sticker on the back of your phone, you can have it like it's a hard card, I use it all the time. Because there are times in my tiny wallet, I'm out of my five backup cards. So using something like that, and we will put down in the show notes, I think I have a link for you that's 20% off your order. If you were wanting to go check out Popple and get one of those, the generic digital business card from them without your logo on it is $4.99. There's no excuse. There's no excuse.
1: Go buy one. All right. What's up? What's next? don't monopolize someone's time listen, please don't try to hog someone for the two and a half hours of a networking event and and corner them so that they can't get out of the conversation. And especially if you're wasting their time with unhelpful information, you know, the whole point is to, to kind of bounce around the room and be a little social butterfly and meet different people. So don't sit there and just waste someone's time because you're afraid to end the conversation and move on.
0: Yeah, you can tell when someone looks stuck. I mean, I think as veteran networkers, I look around for the person who looks like they're cornered and I'm like, oh, God, I'll go break that up real quick.
1: they are looking for people to help them. They're literally staring around at people like someone, someone come talk to me. I mean, there's three people
0: specifically in our local networking industry that all of my friends beyond friends my close friends they're the only people who know and I'm like if you see me talking to that person come over and stop the con- I'll get I'll get stuck there for 45 minutes like hell oh, yeah me. And so like, think about the fact when we say like number nine being don't monopolize someone's time, think about the fact that you can, um, you know, if you really want to connect with someone who's going to be there, be like, hey, do you want to show up 15 minutes early so we can do a one on one or stay at the end of this, you want to just chat for like five or 10 minutes and get that like one on one time, just know that people paid to network and meet people. It's not like they're trying to meet 100. But You don't want them to, you know, be with them the whole time. My other like secret tip, this one is one to put in your pocket. And if you're here in Central Florida, now you're going to know what I do. But when it's like a luncheon or a dinner... I go around the room, as soon as they like open the room to dinner, I go around the room and I fill my table. So I go and find a bunch of people I don't know. And I invite them. Hey, listen, I know we haven't had a chance to connect yet. But why do not you come over and sit with me? And I have them like put their bags and their phones down. Because I know for that next hour, we're going to be sitting at that table. And I like to fill it full of people. Because then I we can all monopolize each other for that next hour. I don't want to I love you, Vanessa, but I don't want to sit next to you in a networker.
1: Well, I think that's something that I know this isn't what we're talking about, but I think that's something that we do really well at is we say hi to our friends at the beginning, but we know why each other is there. And we make sure that we don't take each other's time or sit with each other on purpose. Like it's very purposeful. So I think that's actually something that we do really well. It's a secret tip that wasn't on the list. Wasn't on the list. list.
0: Is that like, don't, and you, it's okay to have that conversation with friends. It is also okay that everybody goes to networking events for different reasons, right? So it mm -hmm. is okay to like do the networking. Maybe the first hour is network and meet new people and then sit with your friend through food. I'm not saying don't ever do it, but Vanessa and I both don't have enough time in life with between running businesses, podcasts, personal lives. Vanessa's self health and wellness which we all know she's better at than me all of those things we don't have the time so when we're at a networker like we get time with each other outside of that so we don't waste mm-hmm. up on that yeah okay next up is number 10 be a good introducer and a connector people yes. love a great resource person so mm-hmm. meaning when you can build good relationships, have quality conversations and learn what people are really good at, who their ideal client is, you know, who they're trying to connect with. It's an awesome way for you to differentiate yourself at networking events by saying, you know, how can I help you today? What are you struggling with? What can you do and then help connect them to the other people in the room. They will literally never forget that you did that. Sometimes there's people that say, "Oh, are you um, you know, Oh, who do you know? Or I'll say, how did we meet? And they're like, Oh, so and so connected us. And it's just mm-hmm. something they never will forget.
1: Yeah, I do that. I think I started doing that more as I grew in the industry, because when yeah. I first started, I didn't know a lot of people. And I specifically remember, like, wanting to know more people. And that's just how I like now I try to find the newer people and introduce them to my friends or Mm -hmm. other, you know, venues or vendors to help introduce them a but B, be a better resource. So I think we both do pretty good at that. I mean, Shannon's one of the first people that most vendors call when they are in the need of another vendor category, or, hey, do you know someone who offers these services? They immediately think I need to call Shannon. So Yeah, because I am really love to connector. connect people and I'm passionate yeah. about it. And she's right. really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> number 11. What do we got? Number 11, asking for too much from a new connection. Uh, you cannot meet a venue owner and then ask them, how do I get on your list? That's not how that shit works. When people
0: <laughs> ask me why venues and planners do not come to networking events, it's because you guys
1: are ruthless. Oh, bombarded. They ruthless. bombard these people. Ruthless. Yeah. Oh my gosh remove your lips from their ass and actually get to know them (laughs) i mean seriously as soon as someone hears that they're a venue owner or a wedding planner the ass kissing starts and they literally like like sparkle oh 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 "Oh, i love everything that you do how do i get on your preferred list (laughs) like give me a fucking break here are you kidding me like actually know the person and yeah. yeah
0: Or they'll, like, they'll ask for, like, oh, well, can I do this? And can I do this? And, oh, my God, you're a venue. I love to host a styled shoot there. And it's, like, shut up. Like, shut up. Like, Like, just actually get to know them and build a relationship. We're not having sex on the first day, my friends. No one night stands. No one night stands. We are, we are, we have to build rapport. We
1: got to work our way through the bases. You are a new person. We have talked about this in previous episodes, the way to get onto preferred lists with planners and venues. So please do not meet someone for the first time at a networking event and immediately ask them, how do I get on your preferred list? No Go worse. back to, I, what I don't remember the episode number, but it's earlier. This. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the first things we talked about. Oh, no. Go and listen to those, build your rapport. Don't, don't do it on the first try. I mean, my goodness gracious. Yes. All right. Number 12 is not coming polished.
0: This is a hot topic we've had through the years with people. But listen, a networking event, how you come up presenting yourself, how you show up is how people listen, I don't want to say they judge you per se. Okay, they judge. Let's just be hey, they real. Do. We judge. Yes, they we do. Judge. Let's we be judge. honest. We judge. They so, judge. you know, this is like anybody anywhere. You know, people at Walmart is funny because you're like, oh my God, people at Walmart, right? So it's the mm-hmm. same thing. When you show up to a networking event and you are dressed super casual, when your hair is a mess and you're not like, you don't look well put together, it's about just being polished. It's really like, you know, what would you? I'm going to think as a vendor referring you that that's how you show up to an event or show up to work someone's wedding, or that like you don't even care about the impression you're making when you are meeting new potential business sources. It says a lot about you and how you treat your business, whether you take it seriously and you're there for the right reasons, or you know, you're just there to play.
1: The I look at it. You, it's funny you say that that's how you show up at weddings because I look at it as. You just showed up to a professional setting like this. So I would hate to see how less professional you look on the day of a wedding when everyone's tired and running around. Mm -hmm. Because I automatically assume that you're going to look worse than you do right now. It's not appropriate to show up in ragged jeans or shorts. Uh, we've talked shorts. to a couple of people about that. W- what are you doing? Beam yeah. shorts to a to a networking event?
0: Come yeah, on. or just like cargo like, shorts or things like that. Yeah. It just doesn't... Listen, there's a way I will tell you. We have this amazing local company called a chair affair, and Ann Taylor is the sweetest. She's a networking rock star. She, I love her. She's everywhere all the time. And she yes. has, through the years, her new recent obsession is wearing really cute, fun sneakers that she is wearing too. But she wears cute dresses. She looks super polished, and she's mm-hmm. got fun, like kids and patterns, shoes, and whatever, and cute flats. And but she's it's put together. She's put put together. together. It is not about, we're not saying you need to be in a dress and heels. God willing, rarely. I don't don't wear heels, I fall over. Listen,
1: I'm the first one to say that I am a very casual, laid back person. Absolutely. And one of my things, I call it buying adult clothes. (laughs) Most most days I dress like a 12 year old boy. (laughs) Buying adult clothes. So for me, even if I have, you know, not like ripped ragged jeans, but if I have like, higher end jean company that I wear I will throw a blazer on top of what I'm wearing to make that out to take that outfit from just super casual like meeting my friend for coffee to I'm going to an evening networking event you can just very little things I mean yeah it's as simple as changing out your shoes from tennis shoes to like a nice professional pair of flats or throwing the blazer over an outfit I mean there are staples that you can get Also, I like to think of it as how would my ideal client dress? So my ideal client would be someone that is a a fashion statement person. You know, they don't have to wear the glitz and glam or like the number one dress company. And I don't wear dresses a lot. Like hardly ever will you see me in a dress. But I'm going to make sure that I have a nice outfit on with a good pair of pants that fit well. They have a good fit, a good material, things like that. So. Try to think of those things because unfortunately people do judge you by how you dress. And For if you sure. look like a hot mess express, we're that's how we think you run. Yeah, the business. You get one I'm impression.
0: Sorry. That's mm-hmm. it. One impression. All right, yep. what's next?
1: Number 13, only asking how's business? Have some better questions. I know that we touched based on this a little bit earlier, but don't don't be that dry person of, well, how's work? How's it going? How's your season going? Like, right. You have to go to
0: a deeper level of people. And when you think to like, it's not it doesn't just happen, especially if you've been around, you've known someone a long time, you can be like, hey, what books are you reading? What podcast are you listening to? You know, where are you going on vacation? What are you excited about this year? It can yeah. be anything. Just have a few questions in your pocket.
1: How, how was your holiday? I saw that you guys went out of town. We're, With networking, you're building relationships with people. You're not building relationships with profits. So Mm -hmm. don't just talk about business. Build that relationship with the people and better get to know them. Don't just talk straight business. I know we're all there to build business, but you build it with the people. So yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We got to wrap ourselves up because we're getting bound on
0: time these days. So number 14 is failing to follow up. You took the time, you took the time, your money, your energy, your effort, you polished yourself, you bought business cards, you showed up, you met people, you had great conversations, you left with their info, and you didn't do jack shit with it. So. Just figure out the easiest way you can make the first move. You don't have to wait for them to contact you. I am terrible about losing business cards. I put them in 17 different pockets. So now at the event, literally in front of people, I'm like, hold on. I hold up my phone. I take a picture of their card and I email it to myself. I'm like, that's just so I." it then becomes an item on my to-do list. So make sure that you are prioritizing that and not forgetting.
1: Yes. Number, where are we? 15. Stopping when you are well-established and busy. We touched base on this a little earlier with one of our friends that she doesn't go to very many events and then she gets upset that people don't know who she is. There's constantly new blood at these events. So don't make assumptions that people know who you are, so you don't need to go here. Um, stay humble about it, but be consistent. Don't Wait, show up the these word. events- what? When you
0: said the word new blood, I was like, oh my God, do people think we, we actually talk like that guys. We're like, oh, fresh <laughs> blood. Like somebody blood. showed up to an event that's never been there. But you know, the best thing about the wedding and event industry, there's a pretty low barrier to entry. So we get a lot of new businesses and new companies or people who move into the market. And when you're well-established and you're super busy and you don't show up, you know what I hear all the time? They, you know, I'm an oldie in our industry. They'll walk in and come over to me and they're like, I don't know anyone in the room. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. your lame ass never comes out anymore. Because you're never out of these events.
1: You know what the great part part about meeting the new people is? Is they are so excited and have so much new passion that it gets you more excited to continue. Yep. They're also marketing in different ways. They're progressive in different ways. Because they're hungry. They're super hungry. So make sure you're consistent. Just because that you got to the top of your category doesn't mean that you should stop networking. Nope. That's where you start to not not meet the cool people and all the new people coming in that could potentially build your business to the next level. Right Absolutely. number sixteen. No, we're gonna we're. Okay. Oh, we said fifteen. Just we kidding. said fifteen. Ah. We said fifteen.
0: We're gonna leave it. At, <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that. Well, we can't count. No, it's Monday. No, no, so
1: we like to end every episode giving you some swag shit we all like to get at the end. Three action items to add to your to do list. All right, what's action. up? Action item number one, buy the adult clothes. And I don't mean the ones at like the adult store. I mean like the closet staple pieces that are easy to pair with regular everyday items that you can dress up or dress down your outfit. We want you to look polished. We want you to be professional. Yeah,
0: we'll talk a little bit more about that in next week's episode on how to be memorable. Um, yeah, yeah. My swag is business cards are a fucking necessity. I don't care how old you are, who you are, a digital one, but paper business cards are inexpensive. They're in need. You can buy 500 of them and maybe use them over five years, but it doesn't matter. Make them timeless and you have to have them or you look like the, oh God, I forgot. him.
1: you look like a hot mess. Yeah number three is going to be introverts unite bring a friend bring a friend that is an extrovert who knows your business or pair up with someone that's in the industry that is an extrovert and you guys can just tag along together yes it's okay let those munchkins fly us little extroverts over here listening and look for those little
0: introverts sometimes they're hiding in the corner sitting at a table looking around go find them and help them
1: that used to be me if you if you feel like this podcast helped your business got you thinking or we made you laugh follow subscribe and share it with a friend stay tuned for our upcoming episodes we're still talking about networking events this month and next week is all about how to be memorable at wedding networking events
0: now go make epic shit happen